With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Faster, Stronger Orange on the Troy Noons is an Absolute podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wall, and in this week's episode, we have a conversation with Paige Stoner, Syracuse cross-country and track star who just completed her eligibility with the Orange. Paige and I sat down after her final race at the NCAA Outdoor Track Championships and talked about her Syracuse career, uh, what were some of her highlights that she thought uh, she achieved among her many accomplishments with the Orange. Paige also clued us into what's next for her in her professional running career, and our conversation went about 15 minutes, so hopefully you enjoy what Paige has to say. So joining us now uh, on the podcast after just finishing an outstanding career with the Syracuse Cross Country Track Programs is Paige Stoner. Paige, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, so we're going to start off and uh, talk about the last meet that you had at NCAA's Outdoors. Mm-hmm. You went into regionals in the top 10 in three events and chose a 10K. Can you take us through the decision-making process for that? Yeah, it was a pretty difficult um, decision to make. I've always loved steeplechase and it was hard to... Uh, not do that again after my finish there at nationals last year but ultimately um, I've just been feeling really strong as like the season went on um, both the Stanford meets that I ran at, I felt really good in the last mile of the 10k and the 5k that I ran there and just like taking a look at the competition I felt that doing the 10k um, might be my best chance at winning the title so that's uh, ultimately how I made the decision. Okay can you take us through how the race unfolded it- hot and humid night in Austin and um, you know how did you feel about it? Yeah um, it was definitely uh, the weather was not something we're used to training in Syracuse so I definitely think that was um, a challenge. I was throwing the water on myself pretty early on in the race you know feeling it Um, but yeah I think um, I think it was maybe around six laps to go when Wayne kind of made a move and picked it up and I was prepared for that. I knew that that was going to happen but when it happened, I think I hesitated just a little bit, and okay. even if you just wait like two, three seconds too long right. and let that gap form, then it can be really challenging to close. And um, yeah, I would just say I I wasn't quite feeling 100%. Okay. I think normally that's a move that I should be able to cover, but right. I don't know if it was the heat or just you know not my day. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to to go when she made that move. Does the pacing of the race play a factor because it started slow? then on a rower came and picked up the pace but then it slowed down again how does that how do you adjust to that as a runner to, in something at that distance I yeah I've never run a 10k that way before um that's actually only my fifth 10k and the 10ks I've run before that other than regionals um have just been at um Stanford where the pace is generally like very even mm-hmm. and um 
so that was different but I've been preparing for that kind of um, as the season's gone on coach Bell's had us doing some workouts where it's a lot of pace change just to prepare for something okay. like that and I think um, I did like uh, at Peyton Jordan when I ran in that 5k the pace kind of slowed down a lot in the middle and then picked up a ton the last mile and I actually had a mile PR in the last mile of the 5k there wow. so that was really encouraging yeah. um, so I think that I was ready for it but again I'm not sure you know if that contributed right. to how I was feeling at all as you um, were only a couple weeks after that race have you given yourself time to sort of think back and reflect on your career here yeah I think so um, it's definitely like you know, I was disappointed with my finish at Nationals, but when I took a look back at everything I've done here, it's been a really good run, and um, I'm definitely proud of my career here. Are there things that stand out for you in terms of your accomplishments at Syracuse? Um, I think my favorite season will always be my last cross-country season. Okay. That was just really um, exciting to win ACCs, and then um, the team making Nationals. Um, we had, like, some just, like, little things pop up as the season went on that right. was making it look like it was going to be pretty difficult for us to make it and um, for the girls to like pull through and do that was really really special and then that was my first and my last NCAA cross country right. appearance um, and to be there with the team was just really awesome. And you mentioned you won ACC's that year so you're as far as I could tell I look back in SU women's history the only woman who's won AC or conference titles in cross country indoor and outdoor track. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, do you think about um, a legacy that you leave as you get, as you move on to a pro career? Yeah, it's, it's really neat. Um, I think uh, there were women here before me who started to pave the way and, you know, put this program on the map and that's part of how I ended up here and um, then I just hope that the women here are maybe, you know, a little bit inspired by what I've been able to do and know that they have all the resources here that it takes to be, um, you know, run with the best so hopefully they they see that so one of those laura dickinson was with you at ncaa's in the 10k um in her second year are there others besides her that you think are ready to to kind of take over for the team moving forward yeah definitely like you said laura is ready and then rachel bonner had a right. fantastic season and um she had a like just some stuff come up kind of mid-season some illness and stuff that set her back a little bit unfortunately and i think had that not happened you know, maybe she would have been in NCAAs as well, right. but I know that she took some really great steps forward this season, and I think those two will be our leaders as well. Is there anybody else that people should kind of keep an eye on, maybe some of the younger runners who haven't competed as, as often? Um, yeah, I think there are, there's a, like, you know, the team's still relatively young, which is really exciting, and I think um, especially the women who were freshmen this past year, um, they all show promise and I think um, will do a great job this season. So to, to go back to your time here, as someone who's looked at the progression of your times, you talked about running the 10K, what, five or six times now. Mm -hmm. From the first time you ran it at Stanford to this last year, you, you took a minute and 40 seconds off. Yeah. Which is, I mean, really sort of unheard of at a higher level. What, what's, what do you kind of credit to that success? I think just um, more than anything, staying healthy. I always tell that to the women on the team, like that's, the easiest way to improve is just being able to string together season after season, um, putting the miles in, and um, and then like of course just gaining the confidence. You know, it's hard to make huge jumps, but you can make those little jumps. Right. So we talked. I talked with Aiden a little bit about that confidence. And what's the mental aspect like for a runner? 
um, you, you know, when you have that first taste of success as you move up from high school to college, mm-hmm. you know, what does that do for you as you go into future competitions? Uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's hard to believe you can do it until you start to get those little tastes of success. Right. And, um, but I think partly too, what helped was seeing the men's team here and all the success they were having. I really looked right. to them and every time they towed the line, you know, they were in it to win it. And that was kind of the mentality I started to take on was like, when you compete for Syracuse, you're competing to win. Okay. <laughs> so ACC's outdoors, uh, you won two events and you ran two completely ra- different races. The steeple you took off from the gun and led the whole way mm-hmm. and weren't really pushed. And then you doubled back in the 5K the next day um, and ran a more tactical race. Which is harder to run? Um, I don't know. I think maybe the more tactical races. Steeple's just totally different. It's hard to compare the steeple to the 5K, 10K because sometimes with steeple it is nicer to just get out in front yeah. and um, and push from the gun because you're out of the traffic and um, that can be really nice for getting over the barriers but with the 5k 10k it's a lot nicer if someone else can do the work for the early part. Does that speak to your confidence though to, to be comfortable um, and adapting to how the races run and in, you mentioned in a tactical race having that faith in your own ability to 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 be in a position where you can come from behind? Yeah, definitely. I think that's been something even just this season that I've become more confident in. I think my race at Peyton Jordan um, just helped me believe that I can close fast. And I don't think in the past uh, I would have been as confident that I could win taking off with 800 meters to go. Maybe in the past I would have tried to wait for 200 or 150. But um, with how strong I was able to close at Peyton Jordan, I just felt like you know that was mostly a professional field and so coming into ACC's I was just like okay I think um I think I should be able to close that last 800 um pretty strong and that goes along with the the confidence as you mentioned but as you're going through something that's a, a 5k or 10k and you're talking about a number of laps um mentally what are you thinking are you are you are you waiting to see how other people react or are you just trying to run your own race yeah a little bit of both um I kind of knew in that race that there would be um, the Florida Florida State woman was one of the only women who was fresh in that race and she's very talented and I knew that she was probably going to kind of be queuing off me and waiting as long as she could to try to make a move Um, and then when we were coming through with about a mile to go there were still a ton of women there and some of them were even like 1500 meter women who have great speed so I was like I don't know I'm really comfortable waiting till 200 to go with this um, many talented women in the field so uh, I kind of just made a decision maybe with uh, about a k to go right. that when I got through the line there with 800 meters I was just going to take off and hope for the best. And so when you go are you worried about how people react or do you, are you just kind of focused on, on getting the turnover and hitting the pace that you expect to close in? Yeah I was just really focused on uh, trying to pick it up and you don't want to like kind of half make a move you know and, right. and then you know, if people are still with you, they can really just run you down then in the last 200 meters. But, um, so I really tried to, when I went, make it a very dominant move. Okay. (laughs) Great. So now that your college career is done, this is heading into a big time for, um, track athletes, Mm -hmm. um, with nationals and world championships this fall, and then heading into an Olympic year. What's next on your sort of plate? What are you shooting for? Yeah, I'm hoping, um, you know, to sign with a a group 
coming up here shortly, hopefully before USA's. Um, so I signed with an agent and he's kind of doing all the work right now of talking to people. Right. Um, I may end up taking a visit or two places uh -huh. to meet a team. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping I'll kind of have that figured out in the next couple weeks. Um, yeah. So to get a little further into that decision-making process, are you looking at the coach? Are you looking at where they train? Are you looking at the overall makeup of the group? Mm -hmm. All those factors before you make that decision? Or? Yeah, they all definitely are factors to consider for sure. But um, I think my main priority is the team. I really okay. am looking to um, go with a group that has a solid group of women. Uh, that's something that's really important to me. I have had some training partners during my time here. But um, right. I haven't really, especially recently, have had like women to challenge me and sure. run these hard workouts with. So, and I think we've seen that in American distance running recently. Is the people who are on top, the people making the world Olympic teams, are from these bigger groups of, you know, they have these teammates that they're working hard with right. every week. So we mentioned that there are some um, Syracuse women's runners who preceded you who are running professionally. Do you reach out to them as you in this process? Yeah, I have reached out to some of them. It's great to get their input. Um, they definitely you know, know more about it than I do right. and have um, been through it before. So it's really nice being able to talk to them. Okay. And as far as like an event, are you focused on um, the 10K still? Or are you looking at doing a, a variety of other events? Uh, I think for USA's, I'm probably going to do the 10K. I don't have the time for the 5K. I have it for the 10K and the steeple. Mm -hmm. um, and just because I haven't been continuing to like do any steeple work right. it probably makes more sense for me to stick with the 10 for now but in the future I'll definitely probably continue to dabble in all three and figure okay. out what's going to be best for me going forward. In a recent story Coach Bell mentioned that he could see you in 2024 possibly in the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm definitely excited to do some road racing first right. you know in Obviously, I won't jump right to the marathon, but I think, you know, one of the reasons I, like, um, maybe prefer steeple over the 10K on the track is just because I think it is a little more exciting, but I don't necessarily think it's, like, because of how long the 10K is. I think it's just, like, that it isn't maybe the most exciting to me on the track, uh -huh. but I can see myself really enjoying those longer distances more out on the road. Right. And um, I think the reason he thinks that marathoning is probably in my future it's just I've seen um, when we do the long runs right. at a harder effort I never seem to tire out they seem to be one of my mm -hmm. strengths it's a big jump though right yeah to, <laughs> to talk about so you mentioned uh, it seems that you enjoy the steeple more but mm -hmm. yet you're moving towards the 10k mm -hmm. are you looking at where times are in comparison to other American distance runners as you think about your future yeah definitely um, I and I guess like when you look at the top women in the steeple in the U.S., um, it's kind of interesting because you have like Emma Coburn and Colleen Quigley and Courtney Frerichs, and they're just way of, ahead of everyone else. Right. And then there's this big gap to kind of who's like the fourth, fifth, sixth best yeah. American steeple chaser. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm very far off where those three are right now, uh -huh. so it's difficult to say if I'd be able to get there or not. But then when you look at the best 10k runners i'm maybe a little closer to right. the like world standard sure. yeah yeah so you possibly leave the door open for the steeple as your yeah, career so. progresses yeah 
because it seems like that's something that you mentioned that you really enjoy that yeah, aspect of it it's a very fun event yeah okay. <laughs> um great and uh i didn't think that's all the questions that i had and uh, i just want to say uh, path of syracuse fans congratulations on an outstanding career and uh, we wish you the best in the future thank you all right thanks for joining us Paige. yeah no problem thanks for having me on all right thank you I hope you enjoy the conversation with Paige. Uh, she's not one to brag about her accomplishments, but what she was able to do for Syracuse in her career is simply outstanding. Leaving here with numerous school records, All-American appearances, and ACC titles in cross-country, indoor and outdoor track. We wish Paige the best in her future, and we'll certainly keep you posted. Remember, you can always follow us along at Noon's Magician, and we'll be back with the next episode of Faster, Stronger, Orange next week. Thank you for listening.